capital of Argentina, Buenos Aires, is a melting pot of diversity and boasts beautiful walking tours of gardens, architecture, and street culture. Visitors travel here annually for the Tango Festival and competition, earning Buenos Aires the title of Tango World Capital. Today, we are interviewing host and executive producer of Bare Feet with Michaela Malozzi, Michaela herself, four-time Emmy winner, dancer, and musician. She travels the world highlighting dance in different cultures. We also learn more about the renowned Argentinian hotelier, Alan Faena, and his iconic hotel located in the heart of Puerto Madero. Learn a bit more about this expressive Argentinian city on today's episode of Destination Everywhere. Buenos Aires. Welcome to Destination Everywhere with hospitality and travel entrepreneurs Todd Bloodworth and Andy McNeil. Having traveled to over a hundred countries, Todd and Andy bring you unique perspectives with celebrities in the know, hospitality experts, and native connoisseurs to discover must-dos and inspirational destinations to plan your next trip for business or pleasure. So pack your bags and get ready as we bring you Destination Everywhere with Todd and Andy. Welcome, everyone, to this episode of Destination Everywhere. I'm Andy McNeil, along with Todd Bloodworth, and today we are visiting the Paris of the South, Buenos Aires, one of our favorite cities in South America. We've been many times, hosted lots of events there over the year, and Todd, there's just something special about the city, right? There's this feel, this very European feel, but also a classic South American feel at the same time. And no, without a doubt. What's also great about it is one hour ahead of Eastern time zone. So you do fly, it's a long flight, but you don't have that jet lag that you would normally have when you go to Europe or somewhere else or in Asia. So that's actually a very convenient. So you can get up the next day and really just hit the ground running. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, it really does draw an influence from France, Italy, and Spain. So very European and feel. But it only has its own, you know, its own sense of self with its traditional dancing, as well as all the great history that comes from the country. And let's talk about the wines. We're going to talk about those in depth today. What wine is your favorite? Well, Malbec. Malbec, yes. Absolutely. Malbec is an Argentinian wine from the Malbec area of Argentina. And it's really kicked in with popularity in the past few years. But it's also a great tourist spot if you want to get out of Buenos Aires and and go check out something a little different in Argentina. Yeah. And if you're going to have Malbec, remember that in Buenos Aires or in all of Argentina, dinner doesn't start typically to much later to like 9 p.m. Oh, I think nine is even early. I I remember going out and it was like (laughs) 10 o'clock. We sat down. It wasn't unusual. I was like, I was exhausted just because I'm an early bird sometimes. Yeah. Then I remember you're out till three or four in the morning. It's pretty crazy. Easily, right? And there's such a festive, nice population of of, of people, just incredible. And, you know, the best time I I find to visit is like April through June. That's their fall season. So they're kind of opposite of us here in North America and September through December, spring. So that's good to know and keep when you're planning your trip. All right, Todd, who's our first guest? Well, our first guest is actually someone who's very interesting. And you'll hear she actually just got some great recognition. But Michaela Malozzi, she's a four-time Emmy Award-winning host, executive producer of Bare Feet with Michaela Malozzi. And what that is, it's a travel series that highlights the diversity of dance. Oh, how cool. And uh, she has an entire episode about Buenos Aires and the tango. So we'll be right back with her experiences. Welcome back to this episode of Destination Everywhere, Buenos Aires. And our next guest is a four-time Emmy-winning host and executive producer of Bare Feet with Michaela Malozzi. 
It is a travel series highlighting the diversity of dance, which airs on PBS stations nationwide and on Amazon Prime Video globally. She's also a professional dancer and trained musician, and she's learned over 65 dances in 35 countries. You've been featured on the New York Times, O Magazine, the Travel Channel, National Geographic, Condé Nast Traveler, and most recently, Washington Post, which, you know, I look forward to hearing about that in just a second. And you're also here to talk to us about your experiences in Buenos Aires, learning the tango and how to explore the world through dance and your TV series. So welcome, Michaela Malozzi. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for joining us. I just want to jump right in it. First of all, the Washington Post story. Can you tell us a little bit about what just happened? I'm like still on a high. I'm still pinching myself. So bare feet, Washington Post listed five travel shows to watch now while we can't travel to ease the pain of not being able to travel. And we were number five of pretty massive shows. First off was Stanley Tucci of CNN, Searching for Italy, which is like my newest favorite show. Padma Lakshmi's Taste the Nation Hulu, Netflix show with Zac Efron, star show Men in Kilts, and then Bare Feet. And I was, <laughs> we're an independently produced show. So if people knew how much work goes into it and funding, and we're a tiny little bootstrapping, we're like the little engine that could. And to be on that list is a huge honor. And also just the recognition. I still can't believe it. That, I mean, that is pretty amazing. The company that you just listed, the money and the dollars behind those productions and the marketing behind them. Yes. So to be able to come in as an independent and get that accolade, congratulations. That's Thank huge. you. That is Thank absolutely you. huge. Thank you so much. Let's talk about Bare Feet. Yeah. It's a completely unique show. And unlike anything else I've seen on TV, it's kind of exploring the world through dance. Thank you. What inspired you to kind of say, okay, this is my perspective. Let's make this happen. Yeah. So when I would travel for fun, I was a dancer. I was a dance teacher. I was a performer in New York City for years. And when I would travel for fun, I would dance with people. So I would go to celebrations, festivals in the streets, and I would go up to strangers. I like to say I make new friends by dancing with strangers. So I would go up to people, not like just them walking in the street and like dancing with them, but it was in the moment, very organic. So carnival celebrations. I had been to Buenos Aires a few times before we actually filmed there. So I had just immersed myself through tango, but I would find as I was dancing with people, I couldn't speak the local language. I only speak one other language. I speak Italian, but other than that, I can't speak every single language, but I can speak the language of dance and music. And so all of these doors would open because I was able to dance with people. And it wasn't about becoming the best style of dancer from that place. It was making that friendship. And then all of a sudden, through that dance, I'm invited to someone's wedding in Mumbai, India, or we were in Mumbai, but we're invited to the brother's wedding the next day, or I'm invited into someone's home in Uzbekistan because we were dancing with them. So it was really about that immediate connection that I don't think can really happen any other way because I'm literally speaking this universal language with a complete stranger and you're sharing these endorphins and this joy and you're touching each other very respectfully. It was that magic. And I thought, wow, this is something really special. I keep having these magical moments over and over again. Why don't I start a TV show? I had no TV background, no production background, but really pursued that mission. And here we are today in the Washington Post. <laughs> you're traveling to these places and you're dancing. How much prep do you do before you get on site? Are they teaching you the dances when you're there? Yes. I'm, I was shaking my head for everybody listening when you said how much prep. I don't do any prep. The point of the show, I want people to see me. 
I'm pretty good at picking up dances fairly quickly. So it's all about the process. I want people to see the process of me having that connection with the people that I'm learning from. Again, it's not like, so you think you could dance or dancing with the stars where there's a competition and I have to look good. It's more about the experience of sharing those missteps and sharing those, feeling those rhythms and me having that conversation with the person to say, oh my gosh, this feels like this, or wow, this is really fun, or oh my gosh. And then them giving me the history behind those movements and the rhythms. That's the magic of bare feet. I think it's not just the dancing. It's the process of connecting with that person and learning that part of their culture and them sharing with it with me and them really realizing that I love this so much and they see that. And so they give me more. We film that process. That's that I want to be very vulnerable and very transparent with our audience. You brought us right to Buenos Aires, which is the, the topic of this show. And you talked about learning tango and you know, for our listeners, they know tango or, or they think they do. Yeah. It is such an intimate, sexy dance between two people. And I've been to Buenos Aires. I remember going to La Boca and, and seeing a, a show down there. I look at them and they seem so in sync with each other. Mm-hmm. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about like watching. Yeah. It's one of the most impressive types of dancing I've ever seen. I mean, not that I'm a, a dance expert by any means, but it blew me away. So you talked about Malanga. Tell us a little bit about what Malanga is. Yeah, a Milonga is a tango dance party. So I think what people think of when they think of tango is the picture behind you, right? You're going to either Caminito or Plaza Doredo or La Boca, and you see these performers and they are these gorgeous women and very powerful men. And it's very seductive and very beautiful and the music is gorgeous. And you see these bandonion players in the streets, those like giant squeeze boxes, right? And then if you go to a, like a tango porteño, they're flipping the girls and it's very theatrical. Milonga is a dance party that is very social. It's not really where, I mean, people may be picking people up as in like, I want to ask you on a date, but it's really more about having that conversation between two people with your bodies. You're getting very intimate, very quickly, almost immediately. I mean, someone asks me to dance. I am in an embrace. That's what they call it. It's like giving someone a hug with a complete stranger. I'm feeling their body is pressed against my body and we are speaking with each other through our bodies. And that is what a milonga is about. It's an evening of music. You gather at a bar or a space. One of my favorite milongas in an outdoor space And it is just this, like, you just each dance. You usually do three with one partner because that's sort of the protocol. And you just dance together. And there's nothing expected. There's nothing that is, you know, like, well, this man asked me to dance and I have to have a drink with him. Nothing. It is just like having a conversation with someone, except you're having a conversation with your bodies. And I know there are hundreds of milongas every single night throughout all of Buenos Aires all sorts of milongas, the very traditional ones where people take it very seriously, or you have the more casual ones where there's people who are really learning, but everybody just wants to share a dance and they want to share that part of their culture with you. And that's the most beautiful part is it's a meeting place. It's a meeting place. Technically a milonga means a party, but it's a tango party. As far as you know, is there a network or resource for people that is kind of tango off the beaten path. I think that so many people probably read one or two travel guides and they seem to steer everybody in you know the same directions. Do you have places that you would recommend 
that listeners go when they go to Buenos Aires and really experience local tango that doesn't have kind of that feel of being a little commercialized for tourism? Yeah. I mean, La Glorieta is one of those. It's definitely like if you look at TripAdvisor, it's on there, but it's on there for a good reason. Locals go there and they go there when it's freezing cold and they go there when it's a beautiful weather. So La Glorieta is beautiful. There's a wonderful place called La Catedral. And La Catedral is this like bohemian art space we featured in our episode. Again, it's a destination. It turns into a nightclub, but there are specific nights if you go to their website and it's been changing, but they only do tango. They have live musicians. And then of course you have like a whole bunch of tango milongas that are very tourism based. Everyone you that's there is usually a tourist. Like they'll do a lesson beforehand. I know I went there and we did a, a we brought a group to travel to a milonga and nobody taking the lesson porteño was from Buenos Aires or even Argentinian, not even the teachers. One was from Holland, another one. It's definitely an industry there. There's a reason why people are called to Buenos Aires. I mean, I've met people who went to visit and then never went back home. They're like, they've fallen in love with this art form for a good reason. Like it is just an addictive experience. There's one place that I love to go to that I've become very good friends with the owner. It's called La Zona Tango. We also feature that in the show. That, those are all locals and it's super bohemian. It's in this guy's apartment, La Zona Tango. What, what neighborhood is that in? It's in Palermo, but Palermo has grown quite a bit. But his name is Fernando Bietti. It's not the nicest part of Palermo. And it like you have to knock on the door and you might be like, I'm at the wrong place. It's this weird old building. But he opens up his home once a week and you go there and they're like cooking empanadas, Argentinian empanadas in the kitchen. And they set up a little table and you and you they have beer and he opens up his porch and people are dancing outside. He has people who come in and play live music in this tiny little apartment. And he offers tango classes beforehand. And they're all Argentinians. They're all Argentinians. I am writing that information down. That sounds amazing. La Zona Tango. When we were filming with him, he had a giant marijuana um, <laughs> <laughs> leaf on his t-shirt. And I was like, this is PBS. I don't know if we can show this. <laughs> <laughs> we'll blur it out. It's going to be a big green blur on your yeah, shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Rick Steves <laughs> is all about marijuana. So it works anyway. But yeah, I mean, that is not a tourist destination at all or like tourists don't really know about it. It's magical and it's a little grungy and grimy and it's beautiful. My favorite spots are those, you know, the the hidden gems that nobody ever knows about unless you really got it in somewhere. Well, let's talk about Buenos Aires as a whole. You know, obviously they're known for amazing food, dance, culture. Their neighborhoods are so eclectic and different. It's a lot, I think, you know, you go back and forth to New York and it kind of reminds me of a South of the Border, New York for Mm -hmm. me. But it's so cosmopolitan, but it still has a rough edge to it in some oh, yeah. areas that, that makes it a lot of fun. So what are some of the other experiences when you were in Buenos Aires that you just said, this was too great? Yeah, well, there's one. I mean, I know it's such a destination, but Recoleta is the cemetery. And Recoleta is, and people might be like, why would you want to visit a cemetery? It is stunning. The architecture, the history. I was just talking to our producer about Recoleta before you got on. Yeah. Because it was about the time the economy had just collapsed uh, down in, in Buenos Aires, you know, a couple decades ago. Mm-hmm. And the open mausoleums in Recoleta, they all have like windows so you can actually see inside. It's so beautiful, but it's so kind of somber. It's a really neat experience. Yeah. 
It's a beautiful reminder that we don't stay here for very long, but the very, very wealthy of Buenos Aires back, what was it, in the 40s and 50s, I mean, these are massive tombs and mausoleums. Like the architecture is so beautiful, you would expect to see this in in like the state capital. You know, I mean, these are just gorgeous pieces. And then you have these little ones, but it's like its own little town. And it's, if you want a really quiet place in the city to just walk around and have a peaceful day and just see a lot of beauty. What I love about it is when you look in there, some of these are so old, you see all these beautiful cobwebs. Like they're just like these layers and layers of cobwebs on everything. It's quite stunning. And it's such a juxtaposition to the rest of the city because it's pretty frenetic, very lively, but it's just a little haven in the middle of the city. So we've got to wrap up, but I do want to know, okay, obviously bare feet, you are three seasons in right now. Mm -hmm. You've got a new two-part special. Yeah. So tell us about that and then what's next for bare feet. Yeah. So the two-part special features Carnival in the Guadalupe Islands. It was going to be a full season, obviously, then COVID hit. So we filmed this pre-COVID. We were very lucky, but it was originally just going to be one episode. And then when we looked back at the footage, it was just too beautiful. And we were able to really expand on the story. And what's beautiful about the Guadalupe Islands, it is part of the French Caribbean, but we're celebrating Black voices, Black joy, Black culture through dance and music. We met with cultural activist groups who have been fighting to preserve their Black culture in Guadalupe through music, through their language. And it just felt like we wanted to put this out. We decided we were going to put it out in February for carnival season and Black History Month. And then the murder of George Floyd happened. And we thought we really have to get these stories out. And it was just this magical timing for us to say, we're going to put these two out no matter what, because usually it's suicide. Just put two episodes of a new season. <laughs> right. Well, and, and that's out right now on PBS, correct? It is. And you can watch that, those two episodes, plus all of our Barefeet episodes on the PBS app, uh, pbs.org, and also on Amazon Prime. Well, Michaela, congratulations. Thank we you. wish you all the success. Where can our listeners go to keep track of what you're doing? If you go to travelbarefeet.com, you can sign up for a monthly newsletter. All of our social media handles are there, but we're at travel bare feet on all the socials and you can find us there and watch all of our episodes and we're hopefully working on some more soon well we can't wait to see what you do next michaela safe travels and thank you so much for joining us thank you todd welcome back now we're going to talk about a couple of really cool things to do when you're visiting buenos aires the first one we have is catch a show at el cabaret and el cabaret It's a 1920s-inspired tango club, and it offers visitors craft cocktails, Argentinian cuisine, and live entertainment. And it's actually located inside the Fina Hotel. And upcoming on this program, we're going to be actually talking with someone from the Fina Hotel, and you're going to learn a little bit more about that. It's a beautiful venue. But the venue, it houses the country's most renowned tango show, the Rojo Tango. So definitely a must-see. Obviously, you can see tango at many places, but this might be a unique spot to check it out. Oh, that sounds like so much fun. Okay, next one is Malbec wine tasting. Argentina is most known for their Malbec wines. I know I drink a lot of it over the years. I've drinking a lot of it over the years. And so make sure you have a tasting there, an experienced local sommelier that can give you the specialities of, of the wine and learn about the country's grapes. It's a, a great way to experience the country. And it's a great tasting wine. And another one is something that I was, the first time I went to Buenos Aires, I was kind of surprised. I didn't know it was such a big deal, but obviously now I know a lot more about it. And it's, polo is actually very big in Buenos Aires and you can do a behind 
the scenes tour of a polo match, which is a really cool experience. And if you have never been to a polo match, you've got to go, but you can schedule a private guided tour of the stables. And this is actually, you could do this as a group event where your attendees can meet the horses and the players behind, obviously, one of Argentina's most exciting traditions. And then afterwards, you know, just go sit back and enjoy a match. It's actually something really cool, really different. And not everybody gets to experience a polo match. So definitely put it on your list. That's excellent. And all the Argentinian polo teams go up to Palm Beach, which we did a destination everywhere on Palm Beach to play during the winter in Palm Beach and the summer in Argentina. They fly those horses up there, which, uh, you know, I'd love to see the logistics of making that happen. Does that make it a horse fly? Sorry, I had to do it. All right. The next one is a performance at the Teatro Colon. Uh, Buenos Aires Theater is one of the most memorable opera houses on the planet. It's world-class, showcases ballets, choirs, and orchestra. It's just one of those, it's kind of like the Paris Ballet where you just have to go and see. It's just absolutely beautiful. The architecture is gorgeous and just a, a great way to really get into the culture of the country. So a performance at the Teatro Colon. And then next, obviously, you've got to just relax while you're on holiday. Absolutely. And then go grab a coffee at Buenos Aires' oldest cafe, Cafe Tortoni. And it was founded in 1858, and it was remodeled after a popular French cafe. And it's known for being chosen as a meeting place for famous artists and scholars, writers, public figures. And it has an 80-seat basement and a 55-seat salon that hosts daily events such as live radio performances, Poetry, readings, and tango shows. It's oh, how much fun. A great experience. We should actually look to do our podcast from there one time. That <laughs> sounds like a lot, a lot of fun. All right. Our next one is to stroll through the colorful streets of Palermo, Soho. So similar to Soho in Manhattan, and a lot of people have done that. Palermo, Soho is a bustling neighborhood offering independent designer stores, trendy restaurants, and colorful architecture and street art. So just a great place to go. I know I really enjoyed it when I went. And it's a great day, way to spend an entire day seeing the city and also getting some great shopping in. Yeah, it's a very eclectic area. Yeah. And a lot of fun. And then another one is the International Festivals in Buenos Aires. International Circus Festival. It's called Polo Circo. And it's a 10-day event. It's dedicated to circus arts like acrobats, trapeze, aerial straps. And this festival takes place in May. So definitely something different. And if you're around there that time of year, definitely check that one out. Oh, and we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about tango, the national dance of Argentina. The World Tango Festival takes place in August. It's a two-week celebration with concerts, dance lessons. And you just heard our guest, Michaela, talk about this and her experience during the taping of her show there, but also a great experience and just a way to, again, breathe in the city and its culture. And there's two other things. One that, that I did, one of my trips there, and it was go check out, if you do have a little extra time, we did a day trip to Uruguay and we went to Montevideo and, and we did that on a bouquebus. And the bouquebus, it's a hydrofoil, it's a high-speed boat that takes you from the waterfront in Buenos Aires and drops you off in Montevideo. And it's just, it's a great trip. And it's another thing to see. How much fun. And they're very close to each other. And then we got to mention the one other thing that I think everybody, when they think of Buenos Aires, you obviously will probably think of Avita or Eva Peron and, and the, the play, the Broadway show. But you've got to check out Casa Rosada, which is essentially their White House. And it's the Pink House. And it's a, a beautiful piece of architecture that the president would speak from. And then, you know, after you go to Casa Rosada, I love the history of Argentina and, and you know, what kind of turns you on to it is, is the story of uh, Eva Moiperon. 
And then you can go to the Recoleta Cemetery, which is amazing in itself. They have windows on the tombs, and you can actually go to Eva Perone's gravesite. But the entire cemetery, just walking through it, it is really spectacular. So definitely also put that on your list. All right. That's great. So those are our top choices of activities to do in Argentina. And Todd, who's our next guest? Our next guest is actually with the Faina Hotel. We're going to talk with Juan Melo Pacheco, who will be joining us right after this. At AMI, we're passionate about meeting connections that change lives. For over 20 years, we have traveled our clients all over the globe, supporting their business goals and helping them stand apart. From hotel sourcing to audiovisual magic, we'll make your corporate meeting or event second to none. Go to AmericanMeetings.com to learn more. American Meetings, AMI, meeting planning perfected. Welcome back to this episode of Destination Everywhere, Buenos Aires. And I'm here with our next special guest. He is the general sales manager for the Faina Hotel in Buenos Aires. I'd like to welcome Juan Melo Pacheco. Hello, Juan. How are you? Hey, how are you? Very good. And you? I'm wonderful. Thank you. We're going to talk about the Faina Buenos Aires. And, and it is quite an impressive structure. And Alan Faina being a designer as well as a hotelier now, I don't think you get better hotels when you have that kind of that combination of owner, you know, because you walk mm-hmm. in and it's just, you know, it's amazing to look at. And there are places where not only locals like to go hang out, but they're also destinations for inter- international travelers. So can you tell us a, like a little bit about the history of this property and mm-hmm. and kind of the interior? Because I noticed a lot of reds. It looks reminiscent of certain designers that I can think of. But can you tell us a, a little bit about mm-hmm. the property itself? Totally. So first of all, I want to tell you where we are located. So basically, we are located in Puerto Madero neighborhood, which is like the newest neighborhood in town. You can easily see it whenever you're walking around because there's no like wiring on the street. It's all on the ground, like on the new place, on the new parts of the cities. And actually, it's been there for a while already because it used to be the old port of Buenos Aires. So what happened is that Mr. Eduardo Madero designed that port he, well, he built it, of course, like back in the beginning of the century, of, of the 19th century. And uh, it happened that as time went by, then the, book, the, the ships couldn't get in, right, because of the size and the port was getting small. So they built, the city built another port, like on the upper part of the city where cruises come by, for example, in Puerto Madero. So basically, like, got abandoned. But the nicer thing is that a lot of old buildings from old warehouse British-style warehouse, all bricked. You can find all the way by the docks of Puerto Madero. I ride there with a bunch of other restaurants. And one of those buildings is actually the Faena Hotel. The building is from 1902. It's actually a city monument. It used to belong to Molinos Rio de la Plata, which used to be, which is an enterprise dedicated into the agribusiness. So I don't know if you're aware, but Argentina, I mean, Argentina's main economy is agriculture. So it's like the same with us. It's like staying like in a big part of our history and economy and basically heritage. Faena, Alan Faena is actually a fashion. He used to be a fashion designer before he entered into the cultural and real estate business. So he always liked to collaborate with different people. I mean, um, with the best people that he can get to get his, his scenes done, basically. So our hotel was designed by Alan Faena with the collaboration of Philip Stark, the French industrial designer. So basically, Faena Hotel Buenos Aires is, is actually his first project in Latin America. 
Red, that's the color of our brand. So basically we say uh, that red symbolizes passion, right? And you know, Argentinians sometimes are kind of overpassionate in some scenes, like in <laughs> soccer, you know, <laughs> with Messi and the World Cup. Right, and absolutely. So basically that's what it uh, that's what it means. And Philip Stark calls this style, he calls it Imperio. With the dining options and some of the experiences that guests can get inside the property, what can mm-hmm. they expect? We have El Mercado, which is a typical Argentinian food restaurant. You definitely want to expect an asado, you know, a barbecue, or typical things that we could bake in our home with the mud oven that we, that we have in the open kitchens inside the restaurant. It also has like two big terraces, so we do use a lot also for groups for having a big barbecue. I mean, if you ask my opinion, I definitely suggest you guys and your clients to enjoy like a typical Argentinian barbecue or asado, like on Estancia, you know, on the outskirts of the city. Yeah. Definitely, I mean, there's some time that the group doesn't have the time, so there's an option here within the hotel. And also, we could use that, like, for doing private check-ins and that kind of things. And also, we have another restaurant, which is called Bistro Sur, which is mostly, like, a combination of Argentinian flair, but with a modern touch. It's like outdoors cuisine, you know? Um, so I would compare with other like top restaurants that we have here within the city. And you also have a, you offer wine tastings in your cellar as well. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, correct. We have a wine cellar as well. It's relatively small, but it's great for like very unique little, you know, little VIP experience. Or, yes, correct. So we can host over there up to 18 people, either for a dinner or for a wine and cheese tasting. And that is actually... That's like a little secret because you actually have to go like behind the scenes to go to the cellar because that's actually the real cellar of the hotel. I mean, we use it for real. It's not just for decoration and for having a nice space, a nice right. spot. That would lead me to actually the our maybe our most recognized entertainment part of the hotel, which is a cabaret, which in which we offer a tango show. So we have the tango show called Rojo Tango, which is maybe if not the most one of the most acclaimed tango shows in the city because it offers not only a very nice tango experience but also a five stars luxury experience in terms of dining and service as well which not other tango shows normally offer when you're not working what do you enjoy i have to tell you the truth i actually moved like from the outs uh, outskirts suburbs of the city like to the center so i'm now like a walking distance uh, to several uh, nice spots. So you have a bunch of things to do. So for example, in Puerto Madero, you have the Buenos Aires Ecological Reserve, which is great to go for a walk, maybe for a little bike ride. We do have also bikes in the hotel that we can lend to our guests. There are a lot of parks within the area as well. There's a lot of green. I mentioned to you also in Puerto Madero, you have like all along the docks, you have like about two miles of line docks all filled with restaurants. Some of them, a lot of, well, very well-known restaurants that we also suggest to our people staying with us. So what happens also with Puerto Madero is that you're actually, from the hotel, you're walking distance to the very city center, which is May Square, where we have the Pink House, which is like a White House, and the commencement of the financial district. And also, we are right in front of San Telmo, San Telmo is maybe like the oldest, one of the oldest neighborhoods in town is where the immigrants used to live before when they came into Argentina back into the beginning of the 19th century and they stayed there until then they spread it into the Argentinian territory. Um, in San Telmo, you have a flea market on Sunday 
you have also a lot of great gastronomic offer over there. You will be definitely walking around San Telmo and see at least two or three couples like dancing tango on the street. And also right next to Puerto Madero, like, so Puerto Madero is like this. Here you have the center of the city, San Telmo, and then La Boca. I don't know if you heard of La Boca. We have- oh, absolutely. La Boca's got the colorful buildings, right? That's where a lot of the tango cafes are as well. Correct. So in, in La Boca, that's definitely a stop by. You have to go to Caminito, which is basically a one or two blocks long little street, all filled with colors as well, and a lot of tango flair over there. And also right there, you have the soccer field uh, of, uh, of Boca Juniors, which is one of the two biggest soccer teams in Argentina together with River Plate. So definitely you could go and you could also take your groups over there for a soccer match to see on a Sunday or during the week now that, that, that right. they are actually started playing also during the week. I also enjoy a lot to go to Palermo neighborhood, which is it's not walking distance from our place, but definitely it's just a maybe 15, 20 minutes cab, depending on the traffic, of course. So Palermo is like the trendy neighborhood. It's like... I would call it's like the Soho from New York, for example. Yep. So, you know, you have a lot of nightlife, a lot of bars. You would definitely can find yourself jumping from different bars to have different experience, different drinks as well. And, and of course, well, Recoleta, which is also one of the most traditional neighborhoods in town and where you will have not only a lot of museums to walk around, to go and see, but also beautiful French tiles buildings the cemetery of the Recoleta, where maybe you've heard about Evita, she's buried there as well. And course, yeah. to go, yeah, and to go through the cemetery, that's something that you could definitely do with yourself or just a group as well. Well, one, I want to thank you so much for your time, and please, I want to see that cellar when we get to uh, mm-hmm. when we get to Buenos Aires. I want that VIP experience in the property. But we really mm-hmm. appreciate your time. We wish you guys the best of luck, and hope to get down there and see you in Buenos Aires very soon. Likewise, and I'd be happy to receive you here, Tom. You have a home here away from home. Thank you so much. And that said, we'll be right back with more Destination Everywhere. And that concludes this episode of Destination Everywhere, Buenos Aires. Absolutely a beautiful, magical, wonderful city. Get your urban hike on and go check it out. So with that, we would like to uh, give a special thanks to our team here at Destination Everywhere. We have Chris Jordan, our copywriter, Annie Fernandez, our creative director, and the amazing Lauren Campbell as our podcast producer. So please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the show on your preferred podcast app or by going to www.destination-everywhere.com. And we look forward to seeing you next time on Destination Everywhere. Safe travels. You've just tuned in to another episode of Destination Everywhere with travel and hospitality entrepreneurs, Todd Bloodworth and Andy McNeil. To access the show notes and other helpful resources, visit destination-everywhere.com. Join us again next week for another bucket list filled show as we feature another travel-worthy destination. Until next time, travel well and be safe out there.